Air now has two premier cannabis dispensaries in the greater Boston area. Airback Bay is conveniently located in the heart of Boston at 827 Boylston Street across from the Prudential Center, serving adult-use customers. Or check out Air Watertown, located near Watertown Square at 48 North Beacon Street, serving medical patients and adult-use customers. Our team is eager to help you choose from a wide assortment of premium cannabis products. Join us in the air, spelled A-Y-R, in Back Bay, Watertown, or online. Please consume responsibly. This product may cause impairment and may be habit-forming. There may be health risks associated with consumption of this product. This product has not been analyzed or approved by the Food and Drug Administration. There is limited information on the side effects of using this product, and there may be associated health risks. Marijuana use during pregnancy and breastfeeding may pose potential harms. It is against the law to drive or operate machinery when under the influence of this product. Keep this product away from children. There may be health risks associated with consumption of this product. Marijuana can impair concentration, coordination, and judgment. The impairment effects of edible marijuana may be delayed by two hours or more. In case of accidental ingestion, contact Poison Control Hotline at 1-800-222-1222 or 911. This product may be illegal outside of Massachusetts. Massachusetts State License Number MR283946, MR283886, Watertown Medical License Number RMD325. Are you ready for this? Do, 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 do. It's Felger and Matt. Oh, that's stupid. My uh, God. Oh. Presented by DraftKings Sportsbook on 98.5 The Sports Hub. Uh, so we'll begin to turn the page and move on to do the things and start to do the things that we feel like we need to do to uh, improve our team and be more competitive and have better results. That hasn't started yet. We're still in the wake of the yesterday's game. That's kind of where we are for right now. And however that goes, um, I'm sure there'll be a number of different aspects to that. But we'll, as we do every year, evaluate everything, try to make the best decisions that we can to move forward, to be more competitive, to, to have a stronger team uh, in the future. Uh, Robert and I will talk about that. Talk about that for the staff, and certainly individual conversations with you know many of the players, uh, as we always do. Well, all the players, but uh, there's some that are obviously more urgent or will be more timely than than others. But it'll be a comprehensive course of action, as it always is. Not, I don't see the process being really any different. But we need to have better results, and that's that's really the bottom line. Belichick over a week ago comprehensive approach doesn't see it being any different than in the past he says now here we are eight days later and how do we feel about it and what's our temperature and where do we stand you know Maz there's someone I think in our midst who's very dubious about the whole process about just how urgent they are just how different it's going to be and that person is Greg Bedard of the Boston Sports Journal. Join us in our town for our entire studios. What's up, big boy? What's up, fellas? Greg Bedard, so important. Hello, men. Greg Bedard, so important. He has a sponsor. He's brought to you by Uber Eats. If you haven't ordered with Uber Eats before, you'll want to give it a try right now because first-time users can get $30 off each of their first three orders with the promo code HUB. Just enter that promo code once, and it will stay added to your account for your first three orders. Taxes and fees do apply. See the Uber Eats app for availability. Greg, why are you dubious of the process? Well, a couple of different reasons. Um, you know, number one is, you know, you just look at Belichick's history, and he's he doesn't go outside the family very often. I mean, for assistant coaches, I mean, even guys that he brought in from other NFL teams like Brendan Staley, DeGugliamo, they don't last very long. Like, you know, he most of the time it's either guys straight out of college. Did you say Brendan Staley? 
Brendan Daly, sorry. Go ahead. The defensive line coach a few years ago. Leffler, lateral move to the Chiefs, where he still is. And, you know, Googe, of course, was basically fired after two seasons. Uh, you know, so it, when Bill, when it comes to, he's going to bring in an offensive coordinator, um, you know, from what we've been told with the process, that all of a sudden now he's going to bring in some sort of outsider who has control of that side of the ball like all of a sudden at 70 years old he's going to be open to that like i i just what if have... he has no choice how, how come you're dubious that he has no choice in the matter meaning in other words i understand what you're saying about bill same old guy can't teach an old dog new tricks stubborn old man he's going to do what he always does well what's what if he's not in charge of it you know what if Kraft is taking control of it and we've got an indication of it just by the press releases they've sent out Okay, well, how much of is he in charge of it, um, considering that I was just, I was told, and this could change, but I wouldn't expect any updates from the Patriots on, we've interviewed, you know, you see other teams say we've completed interview with X. Uh, I'm told don't, uh, I wouldn't expect that. Most teams do it just for the head coaches. The Jets are doing it with offensive coordinator. Other teams are doing it. Meaning announcing interviews. Announcing interviews. Um, so uh, you think if the crafts were in charge, don't you think they'd want names out there? Yep. I sure do. So, uh, you know, that's sort of the first thing, but, um, I just think that, I think that bill, when it comes to, is he going to want to deviate to a scheme where he doesn't know anything, where he doesn't have any control, but the big thing is, is he going to just turn over now at 70? Yep. He's going to bring in, say, Zach Robinson from the Rams, where Bill doesn't really even know the scheme, and he's just like, okay, you who've never done it before, I'm just going to give you control on that side. And let alone just the guys who are from the outside who haven't been here who aren't beholden to Bill, you know, chit-chatting around the league about what's going on here. This is part of the reason why he's kept it the way he has. So insular, you know, I'm going to bring in neophytes, who don't know any better, who don't know anybody around the league, and I'm going to coach them up, I'm going to train them, and we're going to keep everything in-house. All of a sudden now, he's going to bring in a guy to run really the most important side of the ball that Bill doesn't have control over. Look, I hope they surprise me. But because I think that's what they might end up having to do that, depending on what happens with O'Brien. But your fear is that nothing's really going to change. You my, say- my fear is, yes, my fear is, when we get to the end of this, uh, the best case scenario is Bill O'Brien is here. Okay, my preference is Bill O'Brien is here. He gets to he gets he gets to hire who he wants on the coaching staff. He gets input on what they need offensively as far as talent. That Gerard Mayo is now the defensive coordinator, including play caller, and whoever is on special teams. I, I don't really care. I mean, because I don't think Joe Judge. From what from what I understand, there was a lot of assistance there when Joe Judge did that before with Belichick. So that's sort of the best case scenario. But what happens if it's I, I don't even I don't even really have a, a real name for you outside of O'Brien in terms of what would work. But let's just say Bill O'Brien is here. Yep. Bill says you need to take all these guys on the coaching staff. Steve Belichick still calling plays. And Cam Acord still special teams coordinator. So you think that's in the cards? Yeah. You think it's in the cards that Steve Belichick has his current role 
And I'm not talking about titles. And, I'm talking and Mayo's about, like assistant head yeah, coach, but okay. nothing really changes. Maybe they change on the titles, but yeah. the responsibilities are the same on defense. The camel cord's still on special teams, and the offensive coordinator is what? Someone that's not very strong or autonomous, and it's just a guy? You think mm-hmm. that's all possible? Yes. I don't. I don't think Kraft's going to allow it. Okay, so here's the part. I'm playing yeah, but what if what if they bring in O'Brien? And, and what O'Brien, if O'Brien's the offensive oh, okay, coordinator? Okay, well, that changes. And then Bill can do whatever else he wants. Okay, well, yeah. isn't that a nice upgrade? For it some is, it? but if he's, if he's saddled with the assistants that are here right now, I don't think it's – I mean, it's it possible. It, you think it's possible that Bill's going to say Joe Judge is still your quarterback coach? Mm, I, I Doubtful. But, I mean, there's more to talk about with about Patricia and Judge, which we will, you know, get to sort of like their futures. But Well, no, uh, do it now. Okay. Well, I mean, I, I think there is there is uncertainty about at least whether Matt Patricia is here on the staff next year. Huh. Go. That he's his his Detroit Lions contract is at the end. That means that the Patriots would have to draw up an entirely new contract for him. Uh, I, I mean, I have a hard time seeing this. I don't know how he goes from being attached to Bill Belichick at the league meetings and every everything to suddenly not here anymore. And maybe it's you know maybe it's better off for Patricia to go someplace else and and forge his own way and sort of like McDaniel's did in St. Louis didn't work, but at least he did it. Um, but I, I think there is there's there's the possibility that Patricia is not here at all. You know, this is like borderline comical. So because the guy was cheap and cost nothing, now he's good enough to run your offense. <laughs> but as soon as you have to pay him, you're not going to keep him for anything. Yeah, no, you got it. Uh, tell me that makes any sense whatsoever. Oh, well, I mean, it's horrible, but it makes sense. Okay. but if They're cheap. Uh, but, but again, it is so ass backwards. It isn't funny. So as soon as you have to pay for the guy, you're going to let him go? Yeah. So now you want cheap guys who can't even do the job. <laughs> and what about Judge? Judge, it'll be, you know, it'll be interesting. I mean, the whole O'Brien situation as to what whether he's coming or not, I know what Tommy Kern reported. I have no doubt. Tommy Kern reported what? That it's uh, he's the odds-on favorite. Odds he's on like favorite. Okay. Everybody wants it to work. Okay, you know. and you believe? I don't think it's that assured. I mean, would I love to see it happen? Could it happen? Psh, absolutely. But I think the feeling is is that O'Brien needs assurances that he basically has autonomy, that he can he can hire the coaches, that some of the guys, a lot of the guys here would be pushed out, that he wants to do it right, that he wants upgraded talent. You know, I think there's some discussion around the league whether how good is this job? And then once you get O'Brien, like there's nobody in the family that's ready to do that. Even Nick Cayley, who we all thought was sort of like the heir apparent, you know, I, I don't know how much he knows beyond just the tight ends. And, you know, we'll see what the Jets do, but, you know, there's nobody ready in the family, even from McDaniel's staff with the Raiders. So you believe O'Brien is worried about autonomy and what the roster looks like, both those things? Yes. Okay. Whether it's a good situation for him. I mean, is he going into, you know, what What if you're Bill O'Brien, you're looking at it, not a whole lot changes. You're not getting assurances on what we're going to do at, say, offensive tackle, at wide receiver, you know, what's the deal at tight end. And all of a sudden, 
you know, in one year you got to implement certain things, and now you the offense doesn't look. They're still eight and nine. They don't look all that better than Matt Patricia. What does that do for his resume? I mean, if you're Bill O'Brien, don't you need to be assured like things are going to change? Yes, Mass. The autonomy thing is a concern. It is because you can give people names and titles and hire them and do whatever you want. At the end of the day, when push comes to shove, is Bill going to give up the decision making? Like, I, I think people should be worried about that. Okay, Greg Bedard, dubious about O'Brien coming here, dubious about real changes on the staff, fundamental changes on the staff. 617-779-0985. Quickly, Greg, watching this weekend across the NFL, should it frustrate you as a Patriots fan? And if so, why? Oh, I'd be, I'd be so pissed off if I was a Patriots fan. I mean, any other year, you know, using, for example, 2011, 2018, 2011, when they went to the Super Bowl with a garbage uh, defense, 2018, when they went to the won a Super Bowl with largely a garbage offense that they had to go to a ground game to survive. You know, it, this year is almost, it's very similar. You look at these teams outside of Kansas City. Kansas City might be a little bit different, but, you know, the, the Bengals have had their number. If they had a real offensive operation, and Bill could lead that side of the ball to, say, like a McDaniels-type person, which, you know, that's what went on here. And then he used all his his time and attention to get defense and special teams where they needed to go. If that went on this year, this team would be like an 11-win team and got a chance against everybody. Cincinnati has no offensive line left. You know, their defense, you can make plays on them. The Bills are not buttoned up. You know, Josh Allen is turning the ball over. They have line issues. They don't run the ball. The defense is definitely susceptible if you know what you're doing on offense. And so the Patriots would have, you know, as good a chance as anybody to at least get to an AFC championship game. And instead, they're sitting at home. And Bill oh, Bill blew it with the coaching. It's solely because of Bill Belichick and his decisions with the offensive coaching staff. I would be... I rate if I were a Patriots fan or I was a Crafts. Which is why I think it's at least or should be and will be just a guess. I don't talk to people like you do. You're certainly more informed. But just from the outside, it's they're not going to allow it to be his call again this time around. It's, it is going to be heavily influenced by the Crafts, and it is going to look different. It's just a guess. So I, That sounds informed. It's definitely not. I just told you it wasn't. <laughs> I don't believe you. What do you mean? I don't know. Nantucket. Why do you people think that I talk to anybody? Well, what's this you people think? I don't know. I get that all the time. Talk to him. You do it to us. Because you actually talk to people. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I don't. I said there with my thumb up my ass. But anyway, f- from there, I Kraft ain't going to let it happen this time. He's not. Yeah, right. But what do you think? Okay, I know a lot of you were off yesterday. You want to weigh in on the weekend action by all means. We will get to Buccaneers and Brady from last night. Believe me, the big boy is in studio. You're calling. 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. All because of a fancy bike? It's not just a bike. Peloton makes treadmills, too. Eh, all treadmills are the same. Our treadmills can adjust speed and incline automatically, so you never break your stride. Whether you're squeezing in a power walk or training for a marathon, Peloton can help you achieve your fitness goals. 92% stick with it. So can you. Try the Peloton Tread risk-free with the 30-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com home dash trial. 
92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. All because of a fancy bike? It's not just a bike. Peloton makes treadmills too. Eh, all treadmills are the same. Our treadmills can adjust speed and incline automatically so you never break your stride. Whether you're squeezing in a power walk or training for a marathon, Peloton can help you achieve your fitness goals. 92% stick with it. So can you. Try the Peloton Tread risk-free with the 30-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. These guys know how to connect with you about Boston sports. I don't give a rat's ass. Children Mass on 98.5, the sports hub. Let's talk about a press release the team sent out that I'm sure the coach may have signed off on. (laughs) Wasn't his idea. (laughs) I'm telling you, folks, when this press release came from New England on Thursday, this to me was like an absolute meteor flashing across the sky. Like, and it could be a comet, you know, like once in a once in a 100 year comet across the sky. It's just a two sentence press release. I saw this. I'm like, whoa. Because this reeks of the man atop the float chart. Calling in, I'm just calling in the HC and saying, hey. Love you. What was that this year? But what was that this year? Yeah. Who was calling the plays and what we were doing? And I, I'm reading lips about the quick game and, <laughs> you know, and the fans want answers. Rich Eisen from the weekend and Greg Bedard in our Calvert Tire Studios. You worry that the press release and maybe some of the rumblings are just going to amount to PR? A little bit. I mean, I, I just worry that at the end of the day, considering the coach, the organization, his age, how much is he really going to change? I mean, I'm sure there are Patriots fans out there who are like geeking out over offensive coordinator lists on this guy that they can get from here and there. But when you look at Belichick's entire career, he does things a certain way. All of a sudden now at 70 going into year 71 for him, he's going to change and say, yeah, somebody from the outside, here you go. Here's my offense. Bring in a new playbook. Do whatever you want. I totally agree with that. You don't think Kraft is injecting himself into the process? Well, I, d- d- describe to me how that would look like. Bill, we're what hi- it would look like. Bill, we're hiring Bill O'Brien, and we're going to let him bring in his own quarterback coach and own receiver or own offensive line coach or whatever. He, Bill and, O'Brien is different. I'm and, just talking about, and like, he's going to run the offense. Well, what if, what if, what if Kraft like someone else? And I, you know, I don't know the candidate list, but there's someone strong like that, and Kraft says the same thing. I mean, what? I mean, you don't think the owners are in a different place right now than they've been in the past? Yes, but, you know, how – I don't know how far they can go. I mean, I think this is – you know, this was a pretty dramatic step, the the press release. Right. That was that was big. Are they going to keep pushing the issue? I hope so. I think Bill? so. Yeah. I mean, I hope so too. You know, I agree. But is that really going to happen? You know, I, I, it remains to be yes, seen. Yes, 
How, what's that going to look like day to day? In other words, mean? so is Robert going to be down there watching? Uh, Bill will be in a pissy mood. He'll be, you know, storming down the halls and giving everyone the stink eye, and he'll be miserable as usual. Like, what's the difference? No, no, no. I don't Bill's care about me. how Bill acts. I'm saying that on the field, what's going to happen? Is he going to stay away, or is someone going to be watching that? Uh, like, is Robert going to get down there and keep an eye on it? Let's give Jonathan a headset. I mean, they'll know. They'll know. You know, if, if Bill's stepping in and calling plays, they're going to know. I mean, that, that just reeks of potential dysfunction. But, I mean, what needs to be done on but, the but, offense. But Bill's done that with off. He's, you know, but I, I know they were his guys. I know McDaniels was his guy and Charlie Weiss was his guy and O'Brien was his guy. But Bill, when the offense is working, he lets the offensive guys do it. Absolutely. hundred percent. Okay. So. Yeah, but it goes a step further when you're talking about wholesale staff changes on offense. That's entirely something different. That's always been under Bur- Bill's purview who he brings in, who are the position coaches. I mean, if the to me, the dramatic sign that things are different outside of an outsider coming in, which would surprise me, is if Bill O'Brien is here and they make just about wholesale offensive coaching changes. That means Bill, either Bill's serious or the Crafts are putting it on him. Yeah. And I think it needs to be done. Quarterback coach, offensive line coach. I, Wide I, receivers coach. Okay, I love Troy so much. I, I I can't fathom he's not good at his job. I can't fathom that Troy Brown is not good at his job. I can't. That doesn't compute in my brain. He's too smart, too hardworking, knows too much. How could he possibly not be a it's, good receivers it, it, coach? There's a difference between having knowledge and being able to teach players god that disappoints me if that's the case all right uh real quick Stu, you heard a name today i'm sorry mike you heard a name today with the patriots offensive coordinating job yes it's uh todd munkin who is the offensive coordinator at georgia currently okay but he's got he's got a connection his cousin is the head coach at navy oh god and um he's got some oc experience and um because i didn't know who this guy was until the name popped up uh, I guess he runs a system that is similar to what the Patriots do. It's a run-first system, and it makes average quarterbacks better quarterbacks, as you saw in college football this year with uh, who's the quarterback's name? Todd Stenson. Okay, so uh, and that, yeah, t- that kid can't play. I mean, he good gutty little college football player, but that's not an NFL quarterback, I don't think. Anyway, your thoughts on Todd Monken there, Greg? Another. It would surprise me. It would surprise me if you know he's under a whole lot of consideration. I mean, if you're looking at college football, yeah, he'd be a guy that you would look at. But, I mean, this is a guy who, you know, he was offensive coordinator with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for a year, got got fired with that staff. He was uh, Freddie Kitten's offensive coordinator with the Browns, got <laughs> fired. Oh, boy. And then he landed, then he landed uh, at Georgia, where he's been for a few years, and he's making like $2 million a year. And he, he talked... I, I looked at some of the news reports. He talked about like he doesn't want to go to like a losing situation. He wants to keep winning. He's the at highest a high level. He's the highest paid college assistant in the country. Two million bucks. <laughs> They're gonna pay him. Something tells me the Georgia the Georgia's talent has a little something to do. I don't know. I I, I get the sense. It's I know. Little, seriously, it's it, a little more about the X's and I'm sorry about the Jimmys and Joes and the X's and O's down there. Definitely. I don't know. You give me that number nineteen, that tight end. I'd figure out what to do with him if I were the offensive coordinator, for Pete's sake. So apparently this OC is good with utilizing tight ends. And where do the Patriots have a lot of their offensive money spent? Tight ends. Okay, Jimmy, you think he's been in, coming in? He's just on the list. I think he's on the list. Okay, well, 
Put him on the list. A high-ranking, influential member of the Patriots organization told me this. Perillo. <laughs> it's not out our sources. All right, Bones. I, I made that up. Bones, Jeff in the car. Go, Joe. All right, Jeff. Hey, guys. Uh, just calling about Hoyer, possibly. I haven't heard anything about it. God, I hate that call. Why do I hate the Hoyer people? Like, why? Like, all of a sudden, oh, hey. Yeah, Felga, I got to buy. How about Brian Hoyer? Like, why does everyone keep calling about Brian Hoyer? Why is that? Why are people obsessed with Brian Hoyer as the offensive coordinator? Because they know who he is. Because he Brian Hoyer, Brian Hoyer is, um, he he is under contract for another year. He is dead set on playing. Um, and he, right now, assistant coaching is not something he wants to do. He was not around the team. He was not around the quarterbacks at all during his concussion protocol. I don't mean to yell at your caller. It's just like, I don't get it. I don't get the fascination with your veteran backup quarterback versus, I don't know, a coach, an actual coach who coaches people. Has Brian Hoyer so much as coached his Pop Warner team? Why are we so obsessed with Brian Hoyer as the offensive coordinator? We should get hassled back. Because there were rumors that Brian Hoyer was going to be involved in play calling during the preseason this year. The rumors came from the callers. Yeah, that would be wrong. You're on edge today. Jonathan in the truck. Go, Jonathan. I love it. Keep it going. Uh, Brian Hoyer sucks, so I'm not worried about that. And two, um, I, my question would be is I feel like this is like a game of chicken between the Kraft Group and Bill Belichick. And I feel like the Kraft Group is just really putting out a lot of fodder to try to keep the fan base going because at the end of the day, it's either Belichick has to concede and give up a lot of his power or they're going to have to cut bait and trade him. Otherwise, they're not going to have any real significant changes. And then you're going to still have the, uh, the situation with Mayo in the same predicament. So where's the incentive for Bill to change anything? Who are they going to bring in? Well, that last part I don't get, but you, you nailed the first thing, which is the fear is it's just PR. That Kraft is just blowing smoke to appease the fans. That's, that, that's what it was at the owners' meetings last March. That's what it was with that um, letter to the season ticket holders and VIP partners the day after the season. That's what it was with the press release last week. I'm choosing to believe, uh, based on nothing other than just it has to be this way that it can't just be idle smoke. It's going, it's, they're flatlining. They're not going anywhere with Bill and his current methods. It's not happening. So, like, the crafts aren't stupid. They might be frugal or, you know, bang on them for whatever you want, but they're not dumb. And I don't think they're going to be content just to watch this thing middle at 500 without injecting themselves. So I think they're going to inject themselves. I think there's going to be real fundamental changes on the staff. That's my belief. Yeah, look, I don't think that the moves are PR moves. My question is whether or not Belichick will go along with it. I don't think he has a choice unless he wants to leave. Well, I just, so look. Why do you think it's not a PR move? I mean, it was an email. It was an email that got people all hot and bothered. A press release. So it's not a PR maneuver? Why do you think it's real? What makes you think that this is real? Because for Bill, that's real. He hates that crap. Yeah, and but what if, you, if you're Belichick and you're just like, and the all I have to do is give them this and then they'll stay out of my way. Well, we'll see. We'll see if that's it. Like, I can't predict the future. I'm just telling you what I think is going to happen. I don't know. I don't know. But if they were willing to piss them off on that, they're willing to push them. That's just a guess. And if they don't, and I'm a Patriots fan, I'd be pissed. It's like you, 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 we are we are just literally playing out the string with the old man, Bill Belichick, waiting for him to set some record that we really, at the end of the day, do we really care about? I don't think that's going to happen. But if it does, I will have a story, that's for sure. Let's do three up, three down with Bedard, season-ending edition. 
uh, after Big Jim Murray gets you. 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. All because of a fancy bike? It's not just a bike. Peloton makes treadmills, too. Eh, all treadmills are the same. Our treadmills can adjust speed and incline automatically, so you never break your stride. Whether you're squeezing in a power walk or training for a marathon, Peloton can help you achieve your fitness goals. 92% stick with it. So can you. Try the Peloton Tread risk-free with the 30-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash try. 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. All because of a fancy bike? It's not just a bike. Peloton makes treadmills, too. Eh, all treadmills are the same. Our treadmills can adjust speed and incline automatically, so you never break your stride. Whether you're squeezing in a power walk or training for a marathon, Peloton can help you achieve your fitness goals. 92% stick with it. So can you. Try the Peloton Tread risk-free with the 30-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. What kind of hard-hitting analysis can you expect from Felger and Mass this football season? It's going to be a stupid off. Felger and Mass, 95, the sports up. And now it's time for three. Touchdown, Patriots! Two big throws on this drive by Mac Jones, your quarterback. What a throw on the skinny. I'll take more of this, please. Three down. Put a jacket on him. He don't want to be out here. Sit him down. With Greg Bedard from BostonSportsJournal.com. Three up. I know you're very results-oriented. I get that. Three down. It's a fail all around. Fail, fail, fail. On Felder and Mass on 98.5 The Sports Hub. <clears throat> all right, let's get to this. We haven't done a season-ending edition yet for the Patriots. Final grades are in from Bedard and Maz. So we'll do three up, three down from the season. And it's presented by Tullamore Dew Irish Whiskey. Enjoy the game with a triple distilled, triple cast matured, and triple blended Tullamore Dew Irish Whiskey. When it's game time, it's Tully time. Please drink responsibly. Greg, who is your number one star for the Patriots in 2022? Uh, okay, just to let people know, I've, I've sort of did this as um, sort of most promising uh, top three, and then my bottom three is going to be most disappointing on the season instead of just worst and best. So that um, makes sense to you, Maz. No, <laughs> Matthew Judon. I mean, he was just—he was the best player on the Patriots by far this year. I mean, you know, I had him for you know, I do my stats a little bit differently than PFF and official stats. Like I give credit, like say a guy helps create a sack for somebody else, I split the sack. So I had Judon for like eighteen sacks, sixty-two total quarterback pressures, which was about double anybody else on the team. He was a plus seventy-eight for me on the season as far as my plus minuses he, he had a better he had a better pass rush rate than Josh Uche who basically only rushes on pass rushing downs at least Judon had to do it on just about every down so Matthew Judon was just far and away the best player on this team Judon absolutely Judon no questions asked number two Marcus Jones I, I thought you know between his what he did in the return game what he did on offense what he did in his sort of limited stints on defense. I'm not telling you like he's the next shutdown cornerback on this team, even though I think he has really good slot corner potential going forward. But just in terms of what he contributed, that was one of the biggest surprises to me and invaluable. I mean, where would they have been without, you know, his punt returns and, you know, defensive returns this season. I mean, they needed all of that stuff. Where would they have been? About yep. seven and ten. <laughs> yes, Maz? Ramondre Stevenson, 279 touches. 200, he had 69 catches. Do you know that? 
He had 69 catches. 69 catches. He led the team. He must have, huh? 69 receptions. Now, again, most of them were dump-offs. He averaged 6.1 yards a catch. It's a low number. But even so, you add that on to the times they handed off to him, 279 touches. Wow. Number three, big boy. Josh Uche with a caveat. Okay, you know, he... Yes, he did a good job this year. Yes, he brought brought pressure. But 76 of his snaps were pass rushes. Like, he's not playing every down. I don't like how people like to conflate the two things about, like, you know, comparing guys who have to play the run and stay out there and are there out there on every down compared to guys who just come in and just rush the passer in down and distance situations. That's easy. It's easier for him to be productive as a pass rusher, but he still did it. He 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 improved immensely this year. I thought he he improved his power rushing game more than anything, which he never really showed before. He was just a speed guy, go around the end. If he didn't get that, he was shut down. This year, he developed power moves, which uh, took him to another level. Uh, just to quickly finish that thought, the next closest guy in touches on the Patriots was Damian Harris at 123. Wow. Okay, so the gap between Stevenson and everybody else was freaking gigantic. Did he lead the team in receiving? I mean, he catches? Was he was tied with Jacoby Myers, 69 catches they each had. Interesting. Number I th- take it back, actually. Myers had 67 catches. Two of his touches were runs. Got it. Oh. So it was uh, Stevenson. Number three for you, man. I went Michael Owenu. I thought we didn't talk about Owenu all year. He was the only offensive lineman we didn't rip on all year long. You know why? Because he was pretty good. Excellent. He was solid. So you know what? I got no issues with Owenu. They want to leave him where he is. Fine. I st- I, going into the year, I thought he was a better tackle than a guard, but he had a good year. Do you want honorable mentions, Greg, or want to mention anyone else? Uh, no, on the disappointing side, I do. Let's go. Number one dud for the Patriots in 2022. Bill Belichick. It was, this was all his fault. Love that, the, it. that the Patriots are not in the playoffs are solely the responsibility of Bill Belichick and the decisions that he made, his, and also his decisions not to alter anything during the middle of the season or after training camp or when anybody who watched this team who knew anything about football tells you this is a disaster. It was a disaster. He did nothing about it. He put him in this position, wasted this year for Mac Jones, David Andrews, Jacoby Myers, everybody on the offensive side of the ball. Why? He won't tell us why. He still won't tell us why. Blame me. So just answer the question, Bill. Like, take it upon yourself. And he just won't do it. I give uh, Greg tremendous credit for bringing the coaching staff into this discussion. I stuck with players. Uh, my number one was Isaiah Wynn. Bust from day one. He had a suck year all the way. He really did across the board. I mean, I have a hard time remembering any good plays, any good games. I thought he was horrible. Number two, Greg. Johnny Smith. I mean, he's just, he's not good. You know, and just, and, and they extended his contract to make him, they can't cut him. He's still going to be here next year. Like, what are they doing? Well, they were trying to sp- spread out some cap hits. Yeah, you know? he couldn't find anybody else. I mean, get back, <laughs> back up the Brinks truck for Matthew Judon. Jonu Smith? You give him more money up front? Seriously? What film are you watching? Cole Strange. He sucked, too. I'm oh. sorry. And, and I know I know. I he, gave him a pass. I, you know, he's a rookie. I get it. But it was a problem all year long on that side. There was a little stretch early in the year where Trent Brown started playing better. I thought Strange and Isaiah Wynn, wire to wire, sucked. Both of them. Okay, Cole, I know you didn't put him on either list, Greg. If you yeah. had to put Cole Strange on an up or down list, what would it be? It would definitely year? be on the down list. Um, I had him, I'm pretty sure he was right behind Trent Brown with six sacks allowed. He allowed 35 total quarterback pressures, which 
uh, led the team. Mm. Isaiah Wynn would have if he stayed healthy. Um, you know, but I gave him a pass. He's a rookie. He got better as the season went along. It was about what I expect out of a rookie, but, you know, he's a first-round rookie. I mean, it makes it that much worse. I mean, Josh McDaniels drafted a guard who started day one, Dylan Parham, in the third round. And while Strange was a little bit better this year and has a much higher ceiling than Parham does, like, that's what we're talking about. You go get a guard in the third round, you plug him in and play, and you figure it out. You don't draft him in the first round. Who's your third dud? My third dud. Sorry, I'm trying to get back to that. Uh, this is going to be controversial, and I know. Just Uh-oh. bring on the hate mail. We got some controversy. Yep. Yeah, get the TikTok video. Uh, controversy. Okay, uh, strap yourself in. Buckle up. Kyle Duggar. Uh, he's just Kyle Duggar is, to me, when I see him, he is the Jamie Collins of safeties. He looks cool. He has an unbelievable ceiling. He makes unbelievable plays on occasion. But over the balance of games, over the season, he's an, he's an average player at his position. I mean, and he gives up almost as many plays as he makes. I mean, how many times against the Bills is he going to lose coverage of the tight ends in the back of the end zone? The Miami game, fourth down. The first game of the season, fourth and whatever it was, the Dolphins go for it. He blows the tackle. They score a 40-yard touchdown. It basically wins the game. He makes plays like that. And here's the other thing. At least Jamie Collins had an excuse. He was the youngest player in his draft class. Kyle Duggar was 24 when he was drafted. He's going to be 27 in two months. And he's not even at the end of his rookie contract. Now, I his ceiling is unbelievable. It's there. I said from the get-go, like his first real playing time, I was like, he's the Patriots' Jamal Adams. But I don't know how much better he's gotten since then. Controversy. Controversy. God, thank you, Gare Bear. <laughs> Controversy. <laughs> I'm just disappointed he he didn't go to Pro Bowl, All-Pro level this year in his third year. Controversy. He is overrated. There's no question about it. Mac Jones. Mac Jones, look again, the coaching is one thing. His attitude sucked all year long. It sucked. He threw 14 touchdown passes. And touchdown. The, and the majority of them didn't, <laughs> didn't happen until the very end of the season when he finally started playing a little better. He bitched at the coaches during the games. He corrupted the minds of some of his teammates. He threw the coaches under the bus, and he didn't play well. Like, let's not delude ourselves into thinking, Go Mac. Into, into thinking he's blameless. He's not blameless. Who gets honorable mention on the suck list there, Bedard? So, uh, Isaiah Wynn, like, just wonderful Patriots career there, bud. And another awesome first-round pick. I mean, just what did they get out of him this year? Nothing. Like, I mean, we'll talk about a colossal error when they announced that fifth-round extension. For him, uh, that he was just downhill ever since. He was like, "Oh, I'm guaranteed. I'm getting paid. Like I'm just going to do what I want to do." Like that comes to scouting and identification. On is this the type of guy that we want to be a core piece around here? And then the other guy who was disappointing to me was Mac Wilson. I mean, they, you know, and you it, there are a bunch of other guys. You know, Sean Wade, who they traded for, but these guys that they traded for, Mac Wilson. You know, with all the, all the dysfunction that's gone on here, it kind of went under the radar. You know, there were reports out of Cleveland before the end of the season where Mac Mac Wilson was saying he's not going to be back with the Patriots. Not direct quotes from him, right. but you know, he used to be with the Browns. There he were was reporters. telling Browns people. Yeah, he was telling people even before the season was over. Yeah, I'm I'm out of New England. <laughs> so awesome. I'll give you two. Good. 
Nelson Aguilar. Oh, he's Complete horrible. disaster. Useless. Complete total disaster. Complete total waste of time. I can't tell you. And Jake Bailey. You horrible, suck. Horrible year. You suck. What a horrible season, really. Cut his ass. Be done with the move on. I'm done. Okay, it's go. a monster. Yeah, good list there. Back to your thoughts on the uh, Patriots coaching search. And uh, again, Greg is dubious that anything real is going to happen here. And we will get uh, to uh, the the uh, Super Wildcard games from the weekend. Everything, I promise. To your phones right after this. Controversy. 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. All because of a fancy bike? It's not just a bike. Peloton makes treadmills too. Eh, all treadmills are the same. Our treadmills can adjust speed and incline automatically so you never break your stride. Whether you're squeezing in a power walk or training for a marathon, Peloton can help you achieve your fitness goals. 92% stick with it. So can you. Try the Peloton Tread risk-free with the 30-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. All because of a fancy bike? Not just bikes. We also make a rower. Have you ever tried to row? Too hard. Not with Form Assist. It actually teaches you how to row. So it doesn't matter if you're a first-time rower or a seasoned pro. Peloton can help you achieve your fitness goals. 92% stick with it. So can you. Try the Peloton Row risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Exactly what was it you heard? It's Belger and Matt. 98.5 The Sports Hub. Do you worry that Bill's just giving Robert lip service well, right now? I, look, yes, I do, okay, because there was, there was an urgency when Tom Brady left, right? When Tom Brady left to, in free agency, and, and it, the Patriots didn't have a quarterback for a while, it seemed like. And yes. It was, no, like, no. When are we going to get a quarterback? They picked the last guy standing. Okay, right. They slow played it. Okay, I'm worried that they're going to pick example, the last yeah. great guy standing for an offensive coordinator. Great point. And so you can tell your boss today. Right. You can tell your boss today, hey, hey, boss, we're, yeah, Matt's not going to be the offensive coordinator. Don't worry about it. Well, what are you going to find out? Bill doesn't chase. He doesn't chase. You know, he, that's just not his style. He's you know, the hottest girl in the room. He's not going to go hit on her. He's going to wait for her to, to come talk to him. That's right. just that's how he's done it all over and over. Right. You know, Bill O'Brien's never going to get a phone call. To, Bill's probably sitting there waiting. Well, when is Bill, uh, when is Bill O'Brien going to call me? Mm. If he, you know, but and, and see, once Bill makes a call, in his mind, he loses all the leverage. Yeah, that was Ted Johnson last week. I'm playing some old sound for you. Uh, because there's nothing new, really. But it also just sort of sets up the urgency on that coaching staff. And what Ted Johnson, you know, is a great example he used last week. There was a great need, is what he meant. There was a real need to get the next quarterback after Brady walked away. And Bill just slow played it, took his time, and so figured out with the last guy standing. And the fear was that he'd do the same thing at offensive coordinator. Well, Ted Johnson said that on, I want to say, Wednesday, and then on Thursday came that press release, which was like, okay, this is a sign it's going to be different this time. And I'm still going to – and, look, and I, I say that because I think Bedard still feels the same way Ted did last week, which is, you know, he wrote us that the, the big takeaway from the search is that unless Kraft weighs in heavily, nothing's going to change with Bill. He ain't going outside the family for a hire. The only NFL outsiders he's brought in in recent years, Brendan Daly and Guglielmo, didn't last very long. You think he's going to bring in some sort of offensive mastermind from another team who can spill his secrets around the league? LOL, 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 So, like, Greg's dubious. Ted Johnson was dubious last week. I'm going to choose to believe 
because I chose to believe Kraft was serious last year at the owners' meetings. So I added all together that the the public posturing equals internal movement. And that's not talking to anyone. That's just a guess. But uh, Kraft said it at the owners' meetings last year, what he expected. As soon as the season ended, he sent out that note to season ticket holders and VIP partners. The day after, and it wasn't attached to a renewal, renewal notice in March like it usually is, or February. It was just the day after, this ain't what we're looking for and we're going to change it. And then that press release last week, I'm, I'm going to take that to mean that that public posturing means internal, something's really changing internally. And if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I hope you're right. I mean, that's what needs to happen. I mean, you know, if there needs to be wholesale changes. But the thing is, is like Bill also, he, he, he will, he needs to think of this in like three, four dimensions in terms of like if you bring in, say, a Todd Monken, okay, or whoever, Zach Robinson, Who's next? Because if you bring in a guy here who all of a sudden turns around this offense in, in week in year one, gone. Hired. You've okay. been touched okay. by, say, a guy who's been touched by McVay and Belichick. I mean, owners could trip over themselves fast enough to hire that guy. Well, I don't think anyone's going to be tripping over themselves for Monken, but I don't want that to be a, a, a disincentive. The chatter about Bill O'Brien. That about how like, oh, well, you know, they want assurances that he's not going to be one and done. Like, what evidence do you have that Bill O'Brien, after one year here, is going to get hired as a head coach? People were, were probably saying that about Josh McDaniels when he came back here. He was here for like 12 years. But the point is, even if he does get hired after a year, that means that he will have succeeded. And you make sure that there's staffers underneath him that, you know, can't leave or you, you know, you incentivize to stay. And that continues the continuity. They should not be afraid of a guy leaving after a year. I'm sorry, that should not be the... the. So what, you're going to purposely hire someone crappy, old, un, you know, undesirable, so he won't leave? Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's ridiculous. <laughs> I should have brought this up go. in the, the email chain, but, like, it's just, you know, and I had somebody ask me this the other day, and I don't have a good answer, but, like, you know, Bill used to be on top of this stuff. You know, we've talked about it. The succession plans all over the place. Quarterback, tight end, like just about anywhere. You could set your watch that the Patriots would be prepared a year early. A player's leaving in free agency or whatever, and they had it dialed down. They made the decision, or they said, you want to leave? You don't want to take this offer? We have another guy ready. Or even on the coaching staff. Bill O'Brien was, you know, Josh McDaniels was ready for Charlie Weiss. Uh, Eric Mangini was ready for Romeo Cornell. And then all of a sudden it changed. Like, why did it change? Because he's the, slipped. He's lost it. it he's not only old, that, but there had to be something, some sort of seminal moment. To me, it, it was just coming to my mind. You know, was it the Garoppolo trade where Bill started like, what am I doing here? I don't get to do what I want to do. Interesting. It was right around that same timing. What was that, 2017? With that demoralized. Like, well, you know. I, it I, was I, the Brady stuff, the Guerrero, the maybe. Garoppolo. I plan for the next thing, and he won't let me do it, so what's the point? Yeah, right. and it was gone, and then he just – he didn't go get another quarterback in the draft. Like, it was like, all right, you just traded away Jacoby Brissett and Jimmy Garoppolo in the same year, and you just – whatever, we'll do whatever at quarterback. That would be so built, too, though, that when he doesn't get his way, he, Baby. Just, he pouts. I yeah. mean, why didn't you get it? Josh McDaniels, you knew. He was interviewing. He left for the Colts. How do you not say, Josh, go find the smartest young – quarterback coach you could find and you train him 
Any supervisor, any adequate supervisor would do that. How did he not do that? Why did they get in this position? Tight end, quarterback, coaching. Why did it stop? It's a good point, though. They used to be ahead of everything. Definitely. Ahead of everything. I mean, they'd let a guy go out the door. Malcolm Butler, see you later. We got Gilmore here. We don't need you. You know, always. He's just, a, that's gone. That thing is gone. I promise. Your calls after Big Jim Murray gets you updated. 90 seconds, no spots. Air now has two premier cannabis dispensaries in the greater Boston area. Airback Bay is conveniently located in the heart of Boston at 827 Boylston Street across from the Prudential Center, serving adult-use customers. Or check out Air Watertown, located near Watertown Square at 48 North Beacon Street, serving medical patients and adult-use customers. Our team is eager to help you choose from a wide assortment of premium cannabis products. Join us in the air, spelled A-Y-R, in Back Bay, Watertown, or online. Please consume responsibly. This product may cause impairment and may be habit-forming. There may be health risks associated with consumption of this product. This product has not been analyzed or approved by the Food and Drug Administration. There is limited information on the side effects of using this product, and there may be associated health risks. Marijuana use during pregnancy and breastfeeding may pose potential harms. It is against the law to drive or operate machinery when under the influence of this product. Keep this product away from children. There may be health risks associated with the consumption of this product. Marijuana can impair concentration, coordination, and judgment. The impairment effects of edible marijuana may be delayed by two hours or more. In case of accidental ingestion, contact Poison Control Hotline at 1-800-222-1222 or 911. This product may be illegal outside of Massachusetts. Massachusetts State License Number MR283946, MR283886, Watertown Medical License Number RMD325. Hey, it's Joe Murray, and this season, do what the Bankroll Boys do. Visit thelines.com for the latest player props and the best betting odds from the top U.S. sportsbooks all in one place. Thelines.com features the top experts in the sports betting industry, including Matt Brown, who I'll be talking to each week. And be sure to tune in to the Over Under Show on Saturday mornings because Eli Hershkovich will be calling in throughout the season. You can trust thelines.com to make you a better sports better. Get your free expert picks and best bets for this week's games at thelines.com.